Hey, PSP3 Nation. Welcome to the Peak Sports Performance Podcast, dedicated to helping our family become not only elite athletes, but also elite individuals. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Peak Sports Performance Podcast. It's Coach Tracy, and we are here at the gym at our coach's rectangle table. Um, we're going to discuss all those things that we've been discussing in the last couple weeks about nutrition. Um, hopefully, you've listened to uh, part five, Becoming an Elite Athlete, which was nutrition. And then last week was our talk with our friend Keani uh, Brooks from Key to Fitness had a lot of good information. So today we wanted to sit around and just chat about that and see uh, how our nutrition is compared to everybody else's and add some pointers uh, for you guys. So um, what's up, guys? Who wants to start? How do you do? <laughs> how do you do? Bo, welcome to the club. What's going on? Derek's over there on his phone. No big deal. No, I could text me. Mm-hmm. A video of this pitching mechanics. What's up, Ryan? So I, I find it interesting. I think that the if you guys listen to Keanu's talk, I think that we've had numerous speakers come talk to our athletes about nutrition. But what I found really cool about what his approach is, it's, it's realistic. It fits high school athletes' needs. And rather than being this over-encompassing, very intimidating program, it's more about like what can be consistent, what can be actually done, as well as like giving them wiggle room uh, to make choices because kids are going to eat Chipotle, they're going to eat you know, canes, all those kind of things. If we take those away from them, then they're not going to do that. So we need to give them a little bit of leeway here and there to do what they need to do. But also it comes down to the very end of the day, 90% of the kids that I have seen with nutrition, the issues are they just don't eat. They think they eat a lot. And then, you know, we talk about what I, I'll tell them what I eat for breakfast and lunch. And like, that's like three of their day's meals. So um, I think that the biggest thing that I, the takeaway I got from Keani was like that, it's a consistent plan. There's leeway here and there. You don't have to be super regimented on eating, you know, things like couscous and quinoa, which half of you probably don't even know what that is. But it's more about like what's going to help you long term as an athlete, and that that's what I really enjoyed the fact of is it worry less about calories here and there and this, worry more about fueling for a performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, when he said it, I mean, when he, when he was talking, he was talking about how like younger kids, all their metabolism was so much faster because of just lean muscle. And their metabolism is so much higher. Mm-hmm. Just eat. The other day. Yeah, and they would. I think when you're talking about that part, part specifically, he was saying that like they would go, "Oh, I ate like this massive burrito from Chipotle," and like cool, but you didn't eat anything else the rest of the yeah, day. That's one. Right. One that's one of, of the multiple meals that yeah. you need with some nutrient dense stuff that's actually gonna you know get your caloric intake up there, and surplus side of it, in order to fuel for the entire day and for game days or whatever it is. Um, we started off with breakfast, right? And that's kind of like the biggest thing we always talk about is what do you guys have for breakfast today? And it's usually nothing or like, as I talked with him about, it's like they had a you know avocado toast or a protein bar and when to have those certain things. Um, he had mentioned that like, you know, we were all there at one point as a high school athlete, probably didn't get up early. Uh, I did, but I also ran in the morning before school. So uh, needed to eat. Right. Um, of course you did. Run, <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> run for fun. <laughs> but it rhymes, but it doesn't make sense. Um, it hurts my soul. And now, now my breakfast is super routine. I have the same thing every, pretty much every day, unless I switch it up to like, you know, 
waffles. But normally I have a cup and a half egg whites, uh, one and a half ounces of spinach, three ounces of ground turkey, ounces ounce of feta cheese, um, of course hot sauce. You know. Um, so how long does that take? How long does that take to make that? Tops ten minutes. Okay. How long does it take to eat it? Well, for you, yeah, I, I am a slow eater, so I, I'm sitting down on the couch. I've got a, a Netflix on, which right now I'm on Queen of the South. Um, but so I'll watch an episode while I eat, you know, and sit there. So yeah, I've got time to eat, you know, and I don't obviously I don't eat. I'm not a fast eater. So ballpark like twenty to thirty minutes total, right? Yeah. Okay. That's that's like my thought process when I'm working with athletes. Is like okay, asking them to get up earlier than they normally get up. Like I feel like we're, I fight a losing battle. Like it's gonna happen. They're gonna sleep in. They're gonna wait till the last second. So, like I try to think in my mind, like what can we do that's fast, that's nutritious, but like they don't have the excuse of like, well, I don't have time. Right. Right. Because like, for me, I'm I'm oatmeal and I'm eggs. That's every single morning I'm oatmeal. Like egg guy, it's 15, 20 minutes. Um, I do morning motivation and birthdays while I'm eating breakfast, but it's a 30 minute ordeal to where I, if a kid's not gonna get up early, like that's not gonna work. So that's right. like where my mind goes to is like, how can we structure this? So I try to give them things like um, prep meals, which not a lot of people love eggs. So what else can you do besides eggs to prep to get out the door? Um, and so that's kind of where my mind goes on those pieces. Yeah, and he had said oatmeal's great, um, you know, and then quick easy things would be the avocado toast and what kind of toast to have. what you got? Nothing that I, pre-make all of our meals on Sunday, breakfast included. You pre-make your eggs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they taste... I know you the, do that too. They I'm taste not... the exact same on Friday. Yeah. Well, and just don't nuke the heck out of them. When yeah. time's a factor, it's a meal prepping is a must. Oh, yeah. sure. So like the kids are like, well, I don't have time. It's like, well, I mean, I like it because when we get, when I get home at night and it's 8, 8.30, yeah. 8.45, like I don't want to have to sit down and cook a meal. Like it's very easy for me to just put on a plate throw it in the microwave for about a minute and 30 seconds, pull it out and then eat it and I'm good to go. Oh, for sure. Breakfast is probably the only thing that I make every day. All my other meals, like my lunch, my snacks, my dinner is already I was made. very, when I, when we first started meal prepping, I didn't want to do eggs. I was like, I don't want to do eggs because yeah. I like having fresh food. But then I tried it and I realized that my eggs were the exact, tasted the exact same on Friday than they did on Monday. I was like, this ain't a big deal at all. It's not that bad. I think when I was in, Omaha, I started making my breakfast at night. I would make it at night, put it in the fridge. That way I could just heat it up and go. Because mm-hmm. getting up at 5, 5.30, I didn't have time to right. make breakfast. But I needed to eat it because I'd have three or four straight sessions and wouldn't have another chance to eat till 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. Right. And I'd die. Overnight, oats are good. another good one. I yes. just started doing that yeah. last couple of weeks. It's good. You can throw fruit in there so you get your simple sugars, energy for mm-hmm. you know your morning. And then, I mean, oats aren't bad for Yeah, and oats are full of, like, satiation, so they make you feel fuller longer, right? So you don't feel like you need to eat again. Yeah. Um, I'll be devil's advocate, but, like, if we're trying to help them learn what they need to do for performance, then why isn't it, like, just get up earlier and do what you need to do? Because, like you said, you're going to be fighting a losing battle at that point. So like it's either you let the kids sleep in and just like hey meal prep on Sunday when you're just literally not doing anything most kids don't do anything they don't play yeah I'm saying giving them another option like meal prepping mm-hmm. is great or let's start to realize that like at some point in time you're gonna have to start to do this like at the collegiate level or whatever you're gonna have to start to be more responsible and get to bed earlier and get up earlier so you have more time to do what you need to do which is fueling properly 
So like that's all I'm saying. It's like, but I think it and Keanu does a really good job of this. It it depends from person to person. Sure. Like, what would they be good at? Would they be good at cooking their breakfast the night before? Mm-hmm. Would they be good at meal prepping on Sundays? Are they okay with waking up early to squeeze in breakfast? Mm-hmm. Or are there ways, you know, worst case scenario, you find easy foods that you can rely on for a decent breakfast. Yogurt doesn't have to be made. It can grab mm-hmm. and go, you know, and that's fine. Is that a time for a protein shake to supplement for protein if you don't like eggs or whatever? Right. Um, it, it just, it depends from person to person, but there's definitely options and really no excuse to not get breakfast. Yeah. Then I think that's the biggest thing is just, you've got to get it in somehow, right? Like what are, to use all those options, Take that. Figure out what works the best for you. Figure out what works best for you. I was just playing devil's advocate because that's just you know how I am. But um, you know he, uh, I know he said it's got to have all the all the key nutrients, right? You got to have your proteins, your carbs, your fat. So you got to have that stuff. Um, the fruit you mentioned, uh, I think you just mentioned the supplement for protein. If yeah, if you you're balance, not just like if you're just not like getting meal. it from a food source, if you don't, you know, what I mean, then then that's a good time to do it. Uh, do you guys eat cereal? We talked about it. I'm not a cereal guy. He's not really either. Um, I haven't had cereal since I was in like elementary school. Yeah, right. I mean, Honey Nut Cheerios when I was growing up was a thing, but like I didn't yeah. really life. Had... I was I was slim in life. No, I think what Keanu was trying to say is there's not to put words in his mouth. But there are healthy cereal mm-hmm. options, so you can't just cut cereal out for people. Right. Yeah. But ninety percent of cereal is sugar. You might as well have a Snickers bar mm-hmm. for breakfast. And that's <laughs> my problem with it. I freaking love cereal. I haven't had it in years because there's no nutritional value, and I eat for fuel or very little. Pleasure. Very little, Plus, yeah. Or, or yeah. unless you're getting something that is geared towards a healthy lifestyle. Uh, and they've got plenty out there. I just like the Kashi brands and stuff like that. I'm just I, kinda, I just kind of go on how I feel. Yeah. Like I don't like if I eat cereal, I will be hungry in like ten minutes and exactly. I feel terrible. That's the only. That is the one reason why I don't eat it either. But were you shaking your head? Yes, you eat cereal every night. <laughs> every <laughs> night. And the only reason is because it keeps me away from eating ice cream or anything like that. I gotta have something sweet. So it feels just go crazy. I'll start cooking brownies. You ever or... heard of fruit? <laughs> Yes, I have. Or, or discipline. <laughs> when you eat the same thing every morning, you want a little something sweet. Uh, or discipline. That's awesome. Um, uh, we then went on to. Uh, hey, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, man. We, we we started talking about hydration after that, which I think we all know is pretty simple. Uh, but waking up and getting the water in uh, first thing, um, and then drinking water throughout the day, which like he said it boggles the mind like how people don't drink water I don't get it I mean I, I mean literally we're all sitting in front of us we all have waters in front of our faces mm-hmm. I think it blows my mind I drink 30 ounces of water on the way to work not even trying like just how I do it and I you ask me well, I've had like two waters today I, ha- I get the worst headache I get dizzy um, if I don't drink water and I think the comment about the comment about kids going to the bathroom I think it's just hilarious like that that is like the worst thing known to man. And the fact that like, don't drink water because you have to go to the bathroom. The other thing is they taped over the water fountains for COVID. Right. They had every water fountain in the school shut down. I 
ripped them off well, so that and, I could and, fill my water bottle. <laughs> and the kid, right, they came and talked. He was talking to me and Tracy about... They're coming after you now. They, they're like, busted. He's like, I, I don't like to drink a whole lot of water because they only allow me to go to the bathroom yeah. a certain amount of times. So I'm like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Like, they're telling you you cannot use the restroom that's if you have to? Like, that's crazy town. Pay your pants. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Fix it right real quick. They'll figure it out, I guess. Your pants is cool. <laughs> Me, Miles Davis. Oh my god! <laughs> somebody. Well, I think that I think what's so crazy about the uh, hydration thing is like I think that one of the biggest issues that has been in today's culture is like we we're allowed per doctor say to count coffee, tea, soda as part of like the hydration of the day. Like we all know that like, that is not the same thing. That's if, it's, if it's a right, if it's a stimulant, any kind of caffeine, it is going to dehydrate you. So that's tea, that's coffee, that's any kind of soda besides so caffeine free soda, which why would that's like flavored other coffee. than the fact that your body's made of water and it's essential, drinking water keeps you from drinking other things. And most other drinks uh, you know, have a ridiculous amount of sugar. Well, yeah, and it comes back to when, you know, kids come up to me and they're like, hey, I'm having trouble gaining weight. I always do a little go, like, how much water are you drinking? Because if you don't drink enough water, you're not going to absorb as, as much nutrients. Mm-hmm. You have to have a full body of water to absorb the, like, the most nutrients you possibly can. Because what happens is your body just sucks the water out of the food, and then you end up getting rid of the rest. I'm working on the nutrition certification right now, and it's funny, literally everything that's mentioned in the book uh, you know, it starts talking about what can assist that process or help that process, mm-hmm. and water's included in every single one of them. Yeah, it's just water plays a small role in like every entire cellular process in your body. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the analogy he used, I love it. I use it all the time. We actually have a kid; he knows his name. I won't say it out loud, but he's called Beef Jerky because he wouldn't eat enough <laughs> drink enough water. Like that, the idea of beef jerky as your muscles or a nice fresh juicy steak like what kind of muscle is going to withstand tension and force and trauma of sports or even like anything in life if you're it's not hydrated like that's just uh it's a great analogy that i think that sticks with kids heads hopefully it makes more sense to them because like it's amazing how like i just it's not something that people want to do they don't want to drink water mm. yeah and then he we got into the sports drinks and like mainly using that during the workout you know, and that being like the key. Well, he said intro workout. Intro workout, yeah. During the workout, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buzzword. Yeah. Buzzword. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. I, I'll i randomly have like a body armor from time to time. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys do? Uh, I don't think, I think that, granted, I, I'm thinking of my sense, like the sport that I played, baseball, and what I do workout was my workouts are not long enough or strenuous enough that I need sugar during my workout. Yeah, that was like I, I heard him say that and I was like I could see it making sense in some terms but like it depends on the it depends it depends on the sport you're playing depends on the length that it is in, in my opinion yeah I think for the high school athlete if they're at practice or they're in the weight room before and after or after practice I think that's a, a good option I, I again I'm with you my workouts only take an hour and I'm not gonna you know run out of electrolytes during that hour um if that so oh I drink Gatorade when only absolutely necessary like we always had Gatorade in the dugout when I played I don't drink it anymore but we had Gatorade in the dugout when I played and I would only drink it when it was absolutely necessary like I pitched a game it was 117 degrees uh, outside in Texas and it was 140 on the field I went through like four undershirts and I I was just like I'm sweating too much I'm gonna cramp I have to start drinking Gatorade and I was like 
we've made games where I drank a ton of Gatorade just because I had to. Yeah, and I think I'm with you on that. Like, if the elements are saying, hey, you're right. about to, like, because of what we're yeah. in, the humidity and the, the heat, uh, like, I'll even, like, if we're out there on the track running in the summertime, like, I'll have some Gatorade in my bottle just because it's, I'll cramp. You know what I mean? Yeah, the cats are cramped up or whatever. Are you a big fan of sports drinks, though? No. Um, I had a body armor last week. That's about it. I never drink Gatorade or anything like that. Even when you're playing football? Nope. I think you mentioned, too, in the talk of, like, you... You're drinking and hydrating way before the event. For the event, mm-hmm. at, this, at that point, like it is um, too. Late. too well, I won't say too late, but like it's like a, it's a savior at that point if you like get cramping or whatever. But like you need to do that ahead of time. I think the issue kid people run into is like, well, I'm gonna drink this much water during the, the workout, like or the competition. Like then you get bloated. And you don't feel very good. Yep. You need to prepare for that way far in advance, um, rather than it being like this thing. And I think that's the one thing too. It's like if you just followed a good plan all the time you wouldn't be like okay I'm playing tomorrow I need to drink this much water tonight like just just make it part of your day every single day thing yeah he was saying it's 48 hours in advance to competition uh, to be hydrated that's why when we play on Friday nights um, depending on when I see the kids in the weight room it's either Tuesday or Wednesday I start reminding them and then by Thursday I say if you're just now thinking of it it's just about too late so yeah um after that, we kind of started talking about snacks, which I think when we're talking about kids gaining weight, what can they do? Um, well, my snacks with me. Yeah. I left them out on purpose. You go. got a whole bag over there. Yeah. Well, I'm 250 pounds. <laughs> so I have to snack a little bit more than other kids. But <laughs> what do you got? I got an orange. Okay. I got a banana. Okay. All my fruits I have in the afternoon. And then I have my apple. And then I have my strawberry, because I don't eat fruits in the morning, because it makes me feel weird during my workout, and then I don't like to eat them late at night, because it keeps me awake. So I tend to eat them as snacks throughout mm-hmm. the day, so I can get my fruits in. And then I have my peanut butter sandwich, so I get a little bit of fat, a little bit of protein, um, potassium with the banana, also a carbohydrate, and then sucrose. Yep, with the fruits. Yeah. A nice little and then obviously my, my peanuts if I get absolutely hungry, which is that your second thing of peanuts? Two weeks. I usually buy one of those every other week. Just for clarification, we are talking about a giant container. And I'll typically have a hand deluxe mixed nuts with sea salt. Yep. We got everything in here. Good stuff. I brought almonds. Almonds, cashews, walnuts, peanuts. Here's like so, uh, just because we were talking about serving, size, yeah. serving sizes, right? Uh, on the on the podcast that I did with him, a quarter cup is a serving size, uh, and a quarter cup, yeah, is just a little bit of a handful. Palm, right? Palm, right? Uh, 170 cal's, 15 grams of fat, right? Uh, five grams of protein. Yep, and I typically have two to three. Right, so like three quarters of a cup. So yep. now you're at like four and almost 500 cows, mm-hmm. right? And that, and if you are a, a weight gain kid that needs to like get that, that's awesome, right? I mean, that's 500 cows added to your day really easily. And you eat it in 30 seconds. Yeah, they get, I mean, yeah. They go quick, right? I think one thing I've seen with weight gain, the issues that kids run into, <clears throat> is that they uh, their carbohydrate sources are chips, crackers, candy, yep. um, which they all burn like that. So the issue is that they run into this thing where they, they feel hungry all the time because they're not really eating the dense things that are like, like 
peanuts, things are going to stick with you. Or the fruits. So I tell our, I tell our kids all the time, I'm like, hey, rice, pasta, bread. Like those are the three. They're inexpensive. They're easy to find. Potatoes uh, are another one. Potatoes another one. Like simple, easy to make. You can put, you can eat them with anything. Uh-huh. And it goes along with when I was, you know, year and a half, two years ago, when I got into doing competitive powerlifting for a while, I gained 45 pounds in a year eating rice three times a day. I literally was eating a pound of rice a day. And it was that simple for me to gain weight. A pound of rice? Yep. A day. With breakfast, with lunch. How much eat. rice does that look like on a plate? I'm trying to like... Well, I was eating it through the course of the day, not right? in Yeah, one I know, sitting. I know. But like, I mean, 16 ounces is a pound, right? I'm trying to think of like how much rice does that take to weigh that much? Because rice doesn't weigh a whole lot. I feel so like... I was eating, I was eating between about six ounces of rice three times a day. Mm-hmm. So that'd be eight, actually more than a pound. Yeah, a lot of rice. Right. Yeah. And it was, and a, if you go to Costco, it's not a plug for Costco, but if you go to Costco, you can get a 25 pound bag of jasmine rice for 18 bucks and it will last you forever. Forever. Right. Well, for you, 25 days. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's what worked for me. It was expensive. Inexp- I think that's one thing too with kids like, Find inexpensive ways to do not, it doesn't have to be super expensive. Anytime you go out and go to a supplement store and you buy this gigantic mass gainer, like mm-hmm. those things don't work because your body cannot handle that much. You need number one protein at one time and calories one time. You literally is going to excrete half that stuff out of your body. It's just a waste of money. What, what go was eat. That, what was that protein? That ridiculous protein we had to tell so and so to get off of it? Oh, it was like a thousand calorie weight gain, thousand plus calorie weight gainer with creatine in this, and the, it, that's it was just tr- garbage, too much. So, um, I think most of you guys are probably on it, but like I, I never was like the protein you just mentioned, the protein, but the protein bars or a protein shake. He was mentioning that time throughout the day is a really good time to get that stuff in. But I mean. Like you said in the in the podcast in the first place, you know it's a supplement mm-hmm. to begin with. It's not a meal. Right. It's, you know you can't beat food. Food is going to have more uh, nutritional value than a protein shake. Oh, even though it has vitamin A, B, C, whatever in it, like that thousand calorie protein shake that he was talking about, it has every nutrient you could possibly have in it. But nothing beats food. Still, yeah. food will always win. I think it's just a good option for those that are willing to do that. Yeah, and I I don't take protein anymore. I did for a while. But it was while I was trying to just to gain weight, and what I did was is I took the protein out and added the peanuts, mm-hmm. and that was it. And then I added a snack throughout the day with fruits and vegetable fruits. Right. And, and, right. I mean, I already had one lunch today, so <laughs> lunch number two coming up. Yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think a lot of that protein stuff comes down to uh, <clears throat> um, time. So like. A lot of our kids, you know, a lot of kids go to practices and they come work out with us. So they go to a lesson and they come work out. They work out and they go to this. Like there's not a time in between there for them to be going to make a meal at home. So that is a great time to have a protein shake or have um, a protein bar with some fruit or whatever to like bridge that gap. Because I know at uh, Mac Insights, the baseball academy, when we see the guys there, they're there for like four and a half hours. And there's no time to not have a meal in between that. So we have to have them almost supplement somewhere in there to keep their energy and all of that. So otherwise they'll literally just be going through the motions. Right. So it kind of turned down to convenience. Um, I think from there we went on to game day stuff. Mm-hmm. You guys were all athletes. Like what was your routines like? I mean, I was 
Well, you're the you're the most recent yeah, he's the, he's most the, most recent athlete, ex athlete. Morning, it was four eggs, and you guys say a handful. It was um, spinach with peanut butter toast. Then at lunch, I would eat a lot of rice, white rice. I never did like the brown rice. Um, trying to remember, I eat chicken breast. I'd make that the night before or on a Sunday and packed it in with my lunch with, um, I think that was it for lunch. And then we used to get these packed lunch, or I guess our coach used to pack our lunch, which it was just basically a turkey sandwich and that's about it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. crazy. My grandma would make me fried okra, fried hamburger, and mac and cheese before every game. Game trend, baby. <laughs> <laughs> And like I wasn't too specific about breakfast and lunch. I just that's what I ate before games. Okay. I wonder. Did, no. Kind of wonder you're so fast trying to get the game over quicker so you hit the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys eat right before? Or did you eat you know a few hours before? Well, or what was your pregame for a football game is three hours long. So right. as long as you eat before pregame, you're gonna have plenty of time to digest. Yeah. I had a I had a terrible upbringing and eating in high school. I was awful, um, and our high school, my close, our closest competitor was an hour away for baseball, so we had to travel and stay overnight everywhere we went. And my coach would get McDonald's breakfasts for everybody, and you would literally be taking BP, and you'd be like, "Literally, where's the bathroom?" Mm-hmm. It was awful. And then as soon as BP was done, he went and played, and everybody felt terrible the entire time. Um, it was just that's how that's how our my high school was because we literally tra- and granted we had to travel and we were not at home and there's nothing to do was there nutritious value to that yes was it the best thing probably no but when it comes down to finances of school paying for it like they do the best they can but you don't know better until you fix your your diet or you you don't know better until you actually eat the right things wake up in the morning have a cup of coffee and fruit and tell me how you feel you feel like you just drank two cups of pre-workout right Wake up in the morning and have, um, you know, hash browns, biscuits and gravy, and a bagel, you know, and you'll be ready to go back to bed in 30 minutes. Right. You know? Yeah. And, like, that's the best way to get through to kids um, as far as how a pregame meal would affect you in the game. It's kind of like a pre, it's kind of like lifting the morning of a game. Like you're not going to go in there and squat five by 10. But if you go in there and, you know, deadlift uh, a few singles and with some accessory, light accessories, mobility or whatever, you're going to walk out that weight room feeling like you could run through a brick wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm probably the only one that, well, you guys were all football, baseball type guys. I was a track, I mean, I played football in high school, but whatever. Um, but track mainly and the big thing with track kids is like oh I gotta eat pasta so the night before a meet they're going to these pasta dinners and which is fine they, the carbo load whatever uh, I wasn't that way I always ate, eat the pasta two days before I would because I felt if you eat a ton, which I'm gonna eat, eat volume eaters like he like Keanu said he's volume eaters I, like and we all do too we all eat massive amounts of food at a setting and for me, if I'm gonna eat that much pasta, the next day I'm gonna feel heavy. So on on race day, I wanted to feel as light as possible. 
which not that I was very big anyway. I think I graduated college at 136. So, I mean, but I was in like fifth grade. (laughs) (laughs) So like on, on race day, it was nice, easy meals. My breakfast was usually the same, like an omelet, um, you know, something like that. And I had like a decent lunch, usually a chicken and rice, something like that, whatever. Then the the rest of the day was just small snacks, uh, the fruits and, um, peanut butter and honey sandwiches in between races uh, because I was one of those guys where I had to run beginning of the meet, middle of the meet, end of the meet. So where do you find that? Uh, where do you find those energy sources in order to continue to compete at that level? Um, you've got to have the timing down. And obviously track is one of those things, and you know this too, Ryan. It's like if it's a rolling schedule, you better be paying attention to what event is up and how many calls before the next one. Uh, if it's a time schedule where it's like, I'm not running till this exact moment, then you should be able to dial that in pretty well. But if it's a rolling schedule, you need to like be paying attention and know how you feel, know what your body's like uh, so that you can get that food in. And if you have to go to the bathroom prior to the next race, whatever, you still feel as light as possible. So it's like small snacks for me. And I know there's some athletes out there that are only wanting running one race. It's like at the end of the night. So when do they eat? Well, they can eat when the beginning of the meat starts. You know, if the meet starts at four o'clock and you're not running until eight o'clock, you can eat at four or five. I remember running around uh, doing my warm up laps before the four by four with honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just the sugar, like a like a little beer of honey, like those honey. squeeze bottles. Yeah, I think what the peanut butter honey sandwiches were my favorite. You can hear is like everybody has their own what works for them, and mm-hmm. then like that's the biggest thing that like, athletes need to understand is like certain foods affect certain people differently. Uh, certain people like like to feel a certain way when they play. Certain people um, are very consistently the same thing all the time. Like for me, like I'm a regimented person. Like I, I eat the same thing for lunch literally every day. I don't even think about it. I just eat and move on with my day. But I think that's what it takes to have good nutritional habits is find a sustainable routine of uh, a conscious mindset. Like be conscious of what you're eating and what it's going to do to you within a routine that's going to be consistently sustainable. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's that hits nutrition on the dot. There's no special diet. Right. I didn't name a single specific food there in that sentence because like you said, everybody has different preferences and digests and metabolizes different mm-hmm. foods. Yeah, consistency and sustainability is like key I think yeah um okay we, we mentioned a little bit earlier is like uh the snacking and stuff that went with the weight gain um and you're in Derek had mentioned food wins out overall right having the nutrient dense the quality um but the the logging he mentioned uh logging the stuff so that they have an idea of how much they're actually eating you know, and we do this too. We're like, hey, give us two days of what you're doing, you know, and write it down and see where, where that puts you, right? And then we can kind of fill out their cows and their macros and go from there. Um, how do you guys feel about kids and helping them understand what they're actually consuming versus what they think they're consuming? Well, I think it's just a way to get them to become conscious of what they're eating by writing it down. Because mm-hmm. Then when they even when they don't write it down, they see it on paper, and that's why yeah. I did the when I started doing the nutritional side stuff, saying like, "Hey, 
give me everything you're eating, give me your best guess, and then I'll put it on paper and put it next to what it looks like to eat like an athlete. And I think that the biggest part, reason for that was then to be like, not only am I eating these five little things a day, I'm so far behind in calories, I could be eating these 30 things in a day to get to where I want to be. And then making it reasonable, like, could you actually do this? Yeah, it's pretty easy. I could easily make a bagel with peanut butter and honey. I could easily do this. I think that makes it realistic. But like, I think that the world has no idea what serving size is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that the normal platter is yellow platter. It's like corn, potatoes, fried food. Like it's, it's all yellow. Like that's the only color that's on your empty most people's plates. So like learning about that, learning what, what is literally a serving size of nuts so that you don't eat a whole jar of them. Or like meat, people think that like, I need to eat this 15 ounce steak. Well, your body feels terrible when you're eating it because your body can't handle that much protein. So here, okay, you're looking for this amount in a serving. Because um, I don't think most kids know that most cups that they drink out of are actually not eight ounces, they're mm-hmm. actually 16 ounce mm-hmm. cups. So like a giant 16 ounce cup of orange juice is a ton of sugar, mm-hmm. but that's a normal sh- glass for most people to be drinking. Yeah, I think that the awareness is great but learning what a serving size is, you don't have to measure everything all the time, but like being aware of that allows you to kind of get a better handle on what you need to be eating. Yeah, so earlier I mentioned exactly what I eat for breakfast all the time and I gave you the ounces and all that stuff. I don't ever weigh that out anymore. Well, because you, you know mean, I've done it for so long that like it, I literally can just grab it and go. Like, so it's, I'm literally, you know, when I scrape my, my ground turkey that's already pre-made, uh, that I made like on Sunday or Monday, I just put that, I can eyeball it. You know what I mean? So I'm not weighing stuff out. But you did the beginning. I did the beginning, did the beginning to, to learn to have the to awareness learn. of yeah, that yeah, piece. One of the best things that happened, especially for my athletic career, was the fact that my mom made me learn how to cook. Mm-hmm. She taught me how oh, to yeah. cook. She made me cook. Because like, she worked nights. And What was the first I, meal you cooked for your family then? What was the first meal I cooked for my family? Uh, you cooked. So we had, for my entire family, my big family, I mean, just, my just, just basic. So we had our whole family vacation in Florida, and I cooked breakfast for the entire family that included all the grandkids. So my nieces and nephews, which I had eight of them. <laughs> and then all four of my brothers. That's a lot of siblings. My, my mom, uh, her boyfriend, and it ended up being, I cooked eggs, bacon, pancakes, um, and then we made muffins in the oven. So I'll one-up you. I was at my house, I hated doing the dishes, and I was told if I actually cooked dinner, I want to do dishes. My very first meal I cooked for my family was a DiGiorno frozen pizza and mac and cheese. <laughs> Kid you not. Like mac and cheese out of a box? Oh, yeah. I was, I was like, like 12 or 13 at the time. But that's, <laughs> that is a good point uh, to bring up for athletes. Learn how to cook. My, uh, my freshman year of college I, was the first time that I started seeing what I ate. So, I, I mean, just through the D-hole, it was free food, but it was crap food. Like... I, you know, wasn't as jacked as I was in high school. And I'm like, I'm a college football player. I need to get this under control. And when I moved into my house sophomore year, I was like, thank goodness. And that's where my passion for cooking came from Mm -hmm. is because I finally got to control what I ate. And another good point to bring up is I knew where all my food was coming from, you know, like, you know, where eggs come from, you know, where chicken comes from, you know, where rice and vegetables come from the problem with processed foods you don't even know what it is let alone where it comes from right well didn't they have like a study on mcdonald's chicken nuggets that are like it's like barely chicken at all you used to like paste that's what we used to eat as i'm kids. sure it's yeah I'm, I'm sure it's probably not good uh yeah i think it's almost a disservice to not teach someone how to cook 
that's how you survive. <laughs> that's, and you're going to be I, an adult at some point in time in your life. You need to I, figure it out. It is unbelievable how many kids that I've met in pro baseball that A, couldn't do laundry, and B, couldn't cook. I was like, follow the directions. Y'all don't know how to cook? Yeah. I'd be intrigued to see in a, a poll of like the adult population how many adults, even in the real world, don't eat out every day. Like actually bring their own meal mm-hmm. to work and eat it. I, I would be appalled. I'm going to guess it's like probably less than 40% of the adult population actually yeah, makes their own lunches. And yeah, they go to the bar and grill and have lunch. Yeah, no, french fries. Happy hour. I was say less than that. I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean, it's got to be, it's bad. And I think it comes down to the fact that it takes time and that make, it, it's... But it's also, like you said, like Ryan said, it, it's nice to know where your food is coming from. You know that it's going to get you the result that you want rather than just guessing as you go. Because you could go to XYZ bar and go restaurant and have a salmon, have salmon for lunch. Like, yes, but it's, what's on the salmon? Yeah, the what's put in the salmon? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it all adds up. Yeah. Um, okay, so learning serving sizes, learning how to cook, that's all going to be a key for these kids, right? Uh, the last thing we talked about was supplements and we barely kind of like touched on it, but I figured we can probably go into a little bit more detail. You guys are the supplement guys or some of you are. Um, I obviously have a different stance, um, a different opinion. It's just more like my morals or values or ethics, whatever. Um, but obviously food first. And then he said that, you know, there's good quality protein powders out there and that creatine is probably a very big key that kids are missing uh, or that everybody is missing because um, we just don't eat enough red meat and things like that. So even though that your body produces some stuff, um, what do you guys, how are you going to jump on that? I'm putting Bo up first. Bo Bo. Bo knows. Bo knows. Um, He's a great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm more of a, on the same page as Tracy. I think supplements are a waste of time and also a waste of money. The only supplements that I've ever taken in my life is creatine. It's because it's been around for so long and I feel that your body doesn't really produce enough of it. And I know you can get it in foods like salmon, I think it was steak, yeah, red, red meat, meat, stuff like yeah. that. But I feel that I don't get enough of that. So I think that's the only supplement that you need. Does anyone want to like talk about what creatine actually does when it comes to supplements that they know? Yeah, so creatine is the substrate that's used in the energy system that's used when you when you lift specifically when you work out but uh, weightlifting specifically um, and so obviously your body needs creatine to um, feed your muscles with the energy that it takes to lift weights or do anything like short fast and explosive and so for somebody who lifts um, five days a week or lifts three to four days a week along the sprint work practice yada yada anybody who works out a lot could use uh, creatine as a supplement just to provide them for more of that energy there's other benefits too mm-hmm. um, you know it helps your cells absorb more water right yeah um, that's one of the things with creatine is that you have to drink a lot more water while you're on it or while you're using it uh, so that you can handle that. Amount. But if you already are already drinking enough water as is, you should be fine. Like that's I, I personally take creatine. I've been on it for 
five, six months, I've never had one cramping issue. I'm also not out running marathons, but yeah. at the same time, like, like Ryan said, it, it's not used for that purpose. It's used for purposes of short, quick bursts mm-hmm. to help recover your energy faster so you can do it again and in repeated efforts. Yeah. But that's, that's the one question I always ask kids. I'm like, well, I want to take creatine. I ask them why. And if the reason they want to gain weight, I tell them that's the wrong reason. Because right. mm-hmm. as soon as you stop taking it, it'll go away. That water weight goes away. Right. Um, but it's also one of the most studied supplements on the market. It's been around forever. They actually used to give it to college athletes. Yeah. Uh, now that it's been, not, they're not allowed to. But it's also very inexpensive. So yeah, the that, fads about how it's bad for you are they're out the window you know it's not bad for you unless you're not drinking an appropriate amount of water yeah uh you just mentioned that the collegiate athletes can't are they is the NCAA is it a banned substance no no no, no. so I guess I'll go back on that one so uh universities can give their athletes certain products mm-hmm. um that are sponsored and whatever creatine used to be a long time ago one that was available that colleges would be giving to their football players and athletes and all that kind of stuff now the only thing they give out is a protein, but the protein has to be in a certain ratio of carbohydrate to protein for it to be allowed. It's not a banned substance, um, but for universities to give it out, they can't do that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I think the one thing about creatine too is you have to read the label. There's a loading phase, there's an unloading phase. You don't need to stay on it the entire time. You have to follow that protocol. Uh, you need to add sugar to it to help get it in your system faster. Like There's all these things that kids just miss. They just start taking scoops. Mm-hmm. As well as you gotta be really careful because Protein powders, weight gainers, all that, uh, pre-workouts, like all that stuff, they have creatine in them too. Mm-hmm. So you could be taking way too much creatine and not even know it. Right. Um, that, that's the biggest problem with the supplement market right now, in my opinion. Yeah, well, none of it's regulated. And- the FDA does not regulate anything. So whatever they're giving you, it could be whatever they want it to be. They don't have to tell you. Um, there's been lawsuits, if you Google it, about certain products that are getting sued because the, the ratios or what they're telling you is in it is actually not in it. Um, you need to find a refutable source if you are going to use supplements. One of the best ones that Derek probably used when he was in the um, uh, baseball is it's, it's called NSF certified. And what it is is it's a third party that companies pay and they bring their supplements to them and they test them and they say, nope, there's no banned substances. We, we certify, guarantee it um, and that part. There's an app now too to where you can look up any, anything that you want on it. So if you're looking for a pre-workout, it's on there. All you gotta do is type in pre-workout and it gives you a whole list of pre-workout supplements that are NSF certified. Oh, yeah. uh, speaking of pre-workout, again, it's something I don't use. I don't, I, if you can't find your own energy, then you know that's that's on you guys. But like, so some people use it, some people don't. How do you guys feel about that? It doesn't really do much for me anymore. I use it as almost like a click and go. Like, yeah, it gives me a little boost, but like, not like it jazzes me out for the whole day like it just kind of gets me going for my workout so that way I, like I get my blood pumping get ready to go it's almost like a click on phase for me it's like an alarm clock like time to go yeah. um, and I, I used to sit pre-workout when I pitched too to have that sustainable energy through the game especially during the hot days and that didn't get you like too jazzed up when you're no, on the because I would sit okay. so like I would make okay. let's say it's six ounces that's six ounces and I wouldn't even drink the whole thing it would last me the whole game like I wouldn't just chug an entire thing I gotcha. would sip on it so that way I had a steady uh, yeah you want to uh, ramp up and then be too high correct together. and I I'll, like I would drink water in between as well <laughs> <clears throat> and I don't take protein um, I eat a lot of red meat already um, I had steak last night and the night before um, and I usually have some sort of beef um, 
during the week. So I, I don't take creatine either. So there's mm-hmm. creatine in my pre-workout already. Um, and I eat a ton of red meat, so it is what it is. I think it's a big, like, cool thing right now. A lot I mean, of kids are like, oh, I got to take some up. I asked a kid, you know, a kid was telling me how much pre-workout he had. He said, he was like, oh, I had like four scoops of pre-workout. I said, excuse me? Yeah. And he came to work out and I kind of had to stop him. I said, I'm about to make you leave because... <laughs> and you can have every day that same kid complains about how crappy he feels. Yes, exactly right. I think that the issue is that caffeine's a stimulant, mm-hmm. right? Your body has to have more of it and more of it and more of it and more of it to where your body can now feel what you want to feel. So that's why if you look like back when Red Bull, Red Bull started as like the very first energy drink, right? I think there's like 80 milligrams of caffeine in a Red Bull. Like that's like literally a Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Literally now, most energy drinks are 350 plus. Yep. And it's, it's going to continue to go up because people are shooting for that. I want to feel that buzz feeling. The problem is the higher you get, the faster you fall. Just like a drug addict. And so, I mean, it, so I think it that the thing about it is yeah. the fact that like, there's great studies on, on how coffee can help with performance. Well, coffee has a very small amount of caffeine. There is caffeine in it, but it's not one of these like people don't take drinking to get jazzed. Um, and I, I personally take pre-workout. I love it. Um, I, I have gone from taking where it was like 250 to more milligrams. So I take like, it's like maybe 100. And the reason why I use it, like Derek says, I'm in the gym on my computer working. It's my switch. To, okay, it's time to work out and then go back. But I also know the higher the caffeine content when my heart rate goes up, it's hard to get it back down. So if you're doing cardio or whatever, like it is awful. Um, and is it one of those things that I have to have it? No. Do I like it? Yes. And so I, that, I'm okay with it. But I also know every single thing that's in my pre-workout, because when it says proprietary blend, you have no idea what that means. And the problem that people find is that, yes, you might have 200 milligrams of caffeine, but then there's also three or four other stimulants in that thing that you have no idea what they are. Mm-hmm. That adds more and more and more and more to what you're already doing. And people don't realize that. Yeah. So how do you, I mean, what would you say to kids like, hey, I'm going to get a new pre-workout. Like, what do you tell them? I always steer kids towards amino energy. That's the, my go-to. It's like, well, I'm going to take it. I'm like, well, this is a better option. Amino energy is a product by Optimum Nutrition. Uh, there's 90, 90 milligrams of caffeine from green tea extract. And there's also branch chain amino acid. That's pretty much the entire profile what's in it. Uh, it's pretty inexpensive. The, the, the thing I run into with kids is like, that should be like the fifth thing on your list. If you are, I want to take supplements. Okay, are you taking a multivitamin? No. Well, then that is the first thing you should be taking because none of us get the nutrients we need every single day. Great way to go. Um, I personally also take a greens formula because I just know I can't eat enough vegetables and it just makes me feel better. I don't feel bloated. I like, Probiotic be the same thing? Pretty much mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, yeah. Um, because I don't like dairy products. They, get, they make me gassy, so I don't eat them, honestly. So... Um, you know, you got to kind of find what works for you, but I think that supplements are a great thing if you use the right way, but you can end up spending way too much money on trash if you don't know what's going on. Right. So if the kids are going to go do it anyway, right. And they're going to go buy it. So how do we steer them in direction, where to go, what to get, who to talk to, you know what I mean? Cause if, if, you know, Billy and Tommy are doing it, then, you know, XYZ want to do it too. You know what I mean, I would say come to us. Um, like let like let us help steer you in the direction. There's some great places that are great out there. But we're, after I worked at GNC in college, and like are the guys that were there would sell whatever they could sell to make more money because they make money on the products they sell. There's some great companies out there that have very very knowledgeable people, 
but a lot of people buy their stuff online because it's a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. So come to us as coaches and ask our opinions. We'll get, I'll give you a flat out answer. I, I'm never in that. Like Derek said, if like you are, I'm sold. I have to have protein. Okay, then I'm not going to talk you out of it. It's not going to happen. Let's find you something that's going to be good for you rather than you just like going a different direction and getting what you don't need. Right. That's how I've always tried to approach it. I was just going to say, you go to GNC and first thing they, you know, if, if the worker at GNC sees a meathead walk in instantly, he's like, oh, I'm going to sell this guy the most potent pre-workout we have. That's the pre-workout with 500 milligrams of caffeine and it. it's going to make you feel like crap when you end up taking three scoops of it before every time you work out. That's what's going to happen if you go into GNC or places like that without direction. Looking for, you know, whatever's gonna get you going. Yeah. Um, and there's other places out there. Uh, I don't know them. The other only one I know of is Supplement Superstore. And they do a great they do a great job there too. Uh, like I said, I've been there numerous times. I've had great conversations with them. Um, but you always need to know what you're looking for before you ever go in the door, because at the end of the day, wherever you go, it's it's a sales job. Yeah, it's a sales so they're looking to try to sell you something. If you know what you want, they'll steer you in the right direction. Uh, if you if you know what you want, you can go online and find it cheaper. You know, Amazon.com, like mm-hmm. literally that, or well, there's tons of sites, but like you have to know what you're looking for because if you go in there and you see like this really cool label with this lion breathing fire, like I have to have that. Well, what is it? I don't know, but I have to have that. Like, like, like <laughs> God's <what> juice, <laughs> God's nectar. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that's kind of all the things we talked about. Uh, Keanu and I did you guys have anything else that you want to throw in there I, I would say you know don't be afraid to, to ask questions about nutrition I know we do a lot of you know, strength training agility speed training here but like we all all of us try to live healthy lifestyles and we have a way it works for all of us and that it, whatever we're doing one of us will can help you steer you in the right direction whether it be you need an in-depth program from like Keanu or whatever or it's a very simple like Let's find a way for you to not make excuses and figure out how you can meal prep or better snacks. Like, but don't hesitate because you know we've all been through it. And too, like you can train as hard as you want, but if your nutrition is not locked on or locked in, excuse me, like you're losing ninety percent of what you can actually get to because it literally is your fuel, it's your performance. Yeah, and that's exactly what our I will statement says, right? I will fuel my body to create an environment that facilitates growth. So. Great job, guys. We'll see you on the next podcast.